Welcome to the Maybe I Can podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Weiss. I'm here to motivate and inspire you to stop using your circumstances as an excuse, just like I used to. An excuse to not take control of your life. It's time to stop living your life on autopilot and start taking purposeful action to create the life you truly desire. Let's do this together. And welcome back to the Maybe I Can podcast. I am so grateful that you are tuning in today. It is so nice to virtually see you out there. And today we're going to talk about the importance of laughing at yourself. Now, why am I talking about this? Because earlier this week, I had, I don't know what to call it. I don't want to call it my first widow's house crisis, but you get the idea. Earlier in the week, all right, so first let me go back and say that we all have areas of strengths and weaknesses or challenges. And the more you get to know me, you'll learn that my area of challenge is my common sense and also the fact that I just do not know my way around the kitchen, the basement, the anything to do with maintenance, cooking, not that those two are related. I know how to live in my house. That's about it. I can do laundry too. Probably not perfect, but you know, for now, my clothes are fairly clean and we'll go back to that because there's a little caveat that goes with that story. So earlier this week, I had a uh, someone come in to just check my air conditioning units and he went down my basement. There was no concern. It was just like a regular um, maintenance kind of visit. And he called me down and said, I think you better come down to the basement and take a look at this. And what did I see? but standing water in a good part of my basement. Luckily, I had some cardboard boxes and it the water only damaged one or two of those. And then the other things that I had were bins, plastic bins. So the water did get under some of those bins, but my basement's not finished. I guess that's a good thing in this case. And the guy who was there to look at the air conditioning said, it's your hot water heater. Well, this of course was the same morning where an hour later I was supposed to leave to do my first recording of my audiobook and it was about 45 minutes away from where I live and I was a little I don't want to say uptight about it but you know a little apprehensive because I never recorded an audiobook before. This was all new to me. So the last thing I needed was this stress leading into that, but this is life, right? We can't pick and choose when these kinds of things happen. So I was lucky enough. I have a local plumbing service who is very responsive. They helped me out before when I had a bit of a crisis with the downstairs toilet, when um, my husband was alive and, and desperately needed that and couldn't go up the stairs to access the other bathrooms. And they were nice enough to come right away. And they did the same for me that day. And they said, okay, you need a new hot water heater. 
we will come back tomorrow morning. They turned off the heater and I had to run out. I had to leave the basement like that because I wasn't going to cancel this audiobook session. It took me a while to schedule it. So I come home that night tired because I have to say recording the book, or at least the first portion that I recorded that day, was emotional. As you'll hear or read, you know, this is, it's not my life story. My book is my memoir. It's not my whole life story, but it's, it's especially in the beginning, it's a lot of difficult stories and reliving past little traumas. And so to have to, even though I wrote it and I lived it, reading it out loud kind of just put me right back as a little girl or a teenager or whatever I was talking about. And it was tough. And honestly, I forgot about the water in my basement until I walked in the door and thought, "Uh uh-oh, I've got to deal with that. My brother lives about seven hours away. Wish he were closer, but he's not. Thank goodness for technology because there's FaceTime. And I FaceTimed him and said, "Uh uh-oh, help. Can I use that shop vac? Is it a wet vac? Which right off the bat, that's pretty impressive. I even knew to ask that question. I think honestly, if I'm remembering correctly, I Googled to see how do you clean up standing water? And that's what it said. So he said yes. And he had been here a few months ago and helped me clean out my garage. So he even knew where I didn't know where the accessories were for the shop vac. I didn't even know it came with accessories. I really know nothing about this. So I get down there and he explains to me, you know, there's make sure that you have it on where it is sucking in instead of out. And I said, well, how will I know that? And he said, you'll feel the hose and see if it's blowing out or sucking in. And I thought, "Hmm, that's pretty obvious. Okay. And so, you know, I took a look at the stuff. I hung up with him because I can't FaceTime and figure this out all at the same time. And I plugged the hose into the unit and I couldn't figure out how to get the long handle on. It just wasn't sticking and it it wasn't staying. The hose was not connecting. So I figured I must be missing a piece. But honestly, I was too lazy to go back upstairs to the garage to see, you know, what else was there. So instead, I used the shop vac like an elephant. You know, I had the hose into the shop vac. And since I had nothing attached to the hose, I would just take the hose like a long elephant trunk and just plop it down in the middle of puddles of water, having it soak up. At a certain point, maybe 45 minutes in, my back was killing me. I had enough. I was so darn tired, emotionally, physically, mentally, the whole thing. And I call him back because I had another question because I couldn't figure out. I needed to move the shop back and I was looking for other outlets. And the only outlets I found were places where the furnace was plugged in. And so I FaceTimed him again to say, can I unplug this? And he said, "Um, I don't know, but what about an extension cord? 
Oh, an extension cord. Isn't that genius? I never even thought about that. So while I'm getting the extension cord, I tell him that I can't connect it. And, uh, you know, I was using it like an elephant trunk. And he told me, take the phone, FaceTime and show me your connection. And he looks and he said, Debbie, um, take that out. Put the other end of the hose into the shop vac. Oh my gosh, it fit perfectly. And then I was able to put the handle on. I just assumed since it was working the other way that I had it right. He said, yeah, from here on in, it's going to go a lot easier and your back will feel a lot better. So many other things happened after that. I burnt my hand on the stupid hot water heater, trying to get a bucket underneath it because it was still dripping. I had to call the emergency plumbing guy to say, why is it still dripping and how can I make it stop after I cleaned everything up? They weren't coming back till the next morning. I stuck my foot in like, I don't even know what it was, a bug trap, a mouse trap. I don't know, but it's like that paper that has sticky stuff. And then I couldn't get it off my shoe. I got to tell you, I was done, so done with this. I was thinking, how quickly can I sell my house and just, I don't know, go somewhere where I don't have to worry about any of this maintenance. And for some reason, I sat back and just laughed at myself. This was so typical Debbie. And I'm going to tell you what typical Debbie is, was, I guess still is, because this was typical Debbie. I know that you've also experienced some form of trauma. I never thought of it as trauma, those little things in life that happen to you. And, and actually, I shouldn't say little. You know, it, it could be um, a, a divorce. It could be losing your job. It could be, you know, how you were treated, bullied as a child. All of these things just add up. And, you know, we all face this kind of stuff. I'm sure you could tell me a million times different traumas that you've experienced. And, you know, it all depends on your attitude. For me, I've always found humor to be helpful to get me through the tough times. Sometimes, you know, when you're in the thick of it, no, I'm not cracking jokes and laughing at what's going on for sure. Absolutely not. But sometimes when you look back, you might find a thread of something funny that you can grasp onto. Now, what just happened to me, not even a little trauma, just annoying. But that night I got in bed and I thought to myself, look at you. Now, one you did something you never did before and never thought you could do. Not that I ever want to do it again, but I am capable with my brother's help. And two, oh my goodness, look at how silly. I didn't think about an extension cord. I had the toes in wrong. I mean, so many different things that just, I had to shake my head and laugh. So since we're going to be on this, maybe I can journey together, I am going to share three stories that are typical Debbie or were typical Debbie of times where the lack of common sense 
is unbelievable. And, you know, I just have to laugh at myself. All right. Story number one. When I first met Gary, my husband, he was, um, he didn't know that I couldn't cook and I didn't know that he could cook. And we soon discovered that. And it was a match made in heaven. And, you know, in the beginning relationship, even though he knew that I couldn't cook, I wanted to try and cook for him. So one day when he was, I think I had off that it was a Friday. I, I specifically remember it was a Friday. I remember because I was an accountant back then and we had off on Fridays in the summer and he didn't. So I said to myself, okay, I am going to go food shopping, which something I hated, never did, unfamiliar with where anything is in a supermarket. And I'm going to cook him something and surprise him for dinner when he gets home from work. So since I had no idea what I was doing, I called my mother and asked her what to do. And she said, you know, get chicken. And she gave me some directions. So I go to the supermarket and I'm looking at the counter, you know, the whatever, the case where the chicken is. And I'm like, this is so confusing. I don't even know what any of these things mean. Because, oh, by the way, I don't really eat chicken. So I've heard of chicken breast and and thighs and drumsticks. Like I, I know that but I didn't know what to buy. I spent so much time just walking around trying to figure out what I was going to do that I gave up and I ordered Chinese food. So we're eating our dinner. And I said to him, you know, I got to tell you, I tell him the whole story, how I really tried, but I, uh, I gave up and I said, I had no idea that people eat roosters. And he looked at me like I had six heads or like I was a rooster. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, well, I was at the supermarket and I saw roosters in the case with the chicken. He said, Deb, they don't sell rooster. Gar, I'm telling you, I saw a rooster and we go back and forth. And I said to him, I will bet you a million dollars that in that supermarket, they were selling roosters. He said, all right, after dinner, we're going there. I hope you have your million dollars ready. I said, oh, I won't need the million dollars. You're going to need the million dollars because I saw the rooster right there. It was labeled. I don't know what happened. It was like that aha moment where all of a sudden my brain just clicked on and you probably know better than I do what the abbreviation is for a roaster, not spelled out. It says like R-S-T-E-R -E or something like that. And I realized, oh my God, it wasn't a rooster. It was a roaster. Well, needless to say, I never, ever will live that down have lived that down. And you know what? I don't mind sharing it with you because it's funny. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it still makes me laugh. And I can picture that day. Oh my gosh, probably 30 or 31 years ago. I can, it feels like yesterday. So the next thing that happened 
was I, uh, back then I was a very big tennis player. I played a lot of doubles and, um, my doubles partner, she, she was, she was not the, um, I don't want to say the nicest person, but (laughs) I don't know. She, she had a little bit of an edge to her and because of how uncomfortable I felt in tennis clothes, I would never wear a tennis skirt. I couldn't, my thought, I, yeah, couldn't do it. So I would wear shorts and t-shirts. And one day she said to me, kind of snotty, do you wash your clothes? This is when I lived alone. I was single, lived alone. I said, of course I wash my clothes. How could you even ask me such a question? She said, well, I don't know, especially your white shirts look gray. I said, well, it's probably just because I've had them so long. And that was the end of it. It had to be close to a year later. Another trip to the supermarket, the very few times I go, probably not per year, but just hated it. And I was out of detergent and I was in the detergent aisle. And I looked one way and I looked at what I had been using, which is, which was lavender sachet, because about a year earlier, my cousin had told me, oh, you have to try this. It smells so good. It'll make your clothes smell so good. And I went to reach for the bottle and I noticed that it said fabric softener. I thought, oh, shouldn't it also say detergent? But I didn't know. So I thought, okay, let me just look at the other bottles. And I noticed some of them said just detergent. Some of them said detergent plus fabric softener. Well, for a year, I was washing my clothes in lavender sachet, just fabric softener, absolutely no detergent. So it turned out she was right. I was washing my clothes, but they weren't never getting clean. They were soft and they smelled good, but they weren't clean. A year, a year I washed my clothes with no detergent. Okay, that's story number two. Story number three is when I first, again, I was single and my mom and stepdad um, had helped me go furniture shopping. I had just bought a one bedroom condo just for myself. And we ordered furniture and the furniture got delivered and I was home alone and I called my mother up crying. I said, I can't believe this. We bought this furniture. What were we thinking? It doesn't fit. I had, it wasn't a section. Well, I guess it was a sectional. And I said, the sectional, it doesn't fit. It looks ridiculous. It's too big for the room. Oh, she said, stop. We'll be right there. So 20 minutes later, they arrive and my mother and Joe take a look at the couch. They look at each other, exchange glances. And I'm like, what, what don't you see? It doesn't fit. And they each went to one opposite ends of the couch and they pushed it. They just pushed it back. I don't know, four or five inches. And I looked at them and I thought, oh, I never thought to do that. I just figured, okay, the delivery guys, that's where they left it. So That must be where it goes. I don't know why I would think that now. It just seems crazy that I even thought that, but I did. So 
you got to laugh. What, what else can you do? You know what? Maybe you have a heck of a lot more common sense than I do. I'm sure most people do. Like I said, it's, it's one of my challenges that I'm working on. And honestly, I am much, much better than I used to be. Uh, those three stories all kind of happened in my mid to late 20s. And now approaching 60, at least I've got some life experience, even though I still don't know how to use a shop vac or a wet vac, or I don't even know if you call it both. I have no idea how it works. But my message here is that, gosh, we can't take life and ourselves so seriously. Don't you know people who just, they take themselves too seriously. None of us are perfect. And you know what? Just laughing at ourselves, this is this is part of what makes life fun. You know, um, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And hopefully after hearing those stories, you will take it instead of leave it. I would love for you to share with me any maybe, I don't want to say embarrassing story, but yeah, I want to say embarrassing story. Just go over to Instagram, Debbie.r.weiss and DM me or shoot me an email at debbie at debbyrweiss.com. I can't wait to hear from you and hear your stories. I love a laugh. Till next time. Thanks so much for listening today. And remember, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself.